Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, No Bad Dog Army? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and being here. I love hearing the feedback of people listening to this and it benefiting and helping their lives. So it doesn't go unnoticed, and I appreciate it very much. This is a great podcast. We do not get this often, which is kind of sad, but it's good for you guys. So this is a dog owner um, who is, uh, had a Malinois for a long time. Malinois passed. They got a Dutch Shepherd. Uh, Dutch Shepherd was a little too much. They recognized that, um, and then they got a new puppy they've had for about a week. It's a Dutch Shepherd, German Shepherd. He's four months old, and he is doing all the things that you can imagine uh, this mix would do. So it's the question really they had was, what do we do? How do we start? What, what should we do? What should we not do? We're, here, we're seeing some things that we don't like. How, should, how can we change that? We don't want to mess it up. Help. Wonderful. Usually it's uh, talking to people who are already past that. And so this is a wonderful podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy it. If you guys are listening to this podcast and you want to ask me questions specifically about your dog, all you guys have to do is head over to the iTunes review chart, leave your review and your question. And at the end of every podcast, I'll answer three of your questions. And so you get more information, more content, and um, hopefully some more help at the end of every podcast. So at the end of this, I'm going to be answering your questions. So listen to the end and enjoy the podcast, guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Right now for structure, why don't you guys explain to me so I don't waste your time. Why don't you just explain to me what you're doing now already? And then that way I'll give you, I'll pick up the, the slack from from that. So just tell me cool. where, where you guys are at. <laughs> yeah. So I can kind of walk you through a day, right? So get up usually around seven and we'll, it's potty breakfast. She works for all of her food. So she never gets fed out of a bowl. It's either learning something or eating out of the grass. Um, so that's the morning is typically like a little bit of training, uh, throw the food in the grass to get her to eat it play and she's usually out of her crate for an hour to two hours it's really at that second like the 90 minute mark plus that she starts to just get puppy like um what's the word i'm looking for unruly restless um and so we'll usually put her up after you know 90 minutes to two hours and then later in the day We'll do a walk, we'll work on um, heel, you know, learning to walk nicely on a leash. She's getting it. Um, we walk her and the Chihuahua together. So the, you know, like pack walks, whatever. Um, more training, just little stuff. Like she's learned sit, down, place. Um, we also have a really big backyard that's fenced in. Yeah. And so the best that the dogs play together is out back because Biscuit loves to be chased. And Zelda, it took her a couple of days, but once she realized that's what she's wanting, they play really well. And it's not a, I don't want to say aggressive because it's not even like, it's good. Like Zelda's not trying to body her, not trying to nip at her neck. Um, and I, I don't even feel like that is bad play. 
Um, I just feel like it's puppy play, and obviously you're the expert, I don't know. So I'm not even necessarily super concerned about that because I think they're already progressing and figuring out how to play together. Biscuit doesn't like to be bodied, right? That's your space. And so I think Zelda's getting a little more respectful of that. Biscuit also doesn't have a lot of rules. She's a chihuahua, so she just kind of like runs yeah, shit. Yeah, we screwed up. <laughs> we screwed up. Yeah. Man, that ha- that tends, yeah. tends to happen with smaller dogs. They, yeah. Uh, she sleeps in bed with us. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's easy. That's why like chihuahuas get the, you know, the nicknames of yip yappers and stuff because they're just easy to make not a dog, you know? Yeah. I yeah. Get, she's I like a toddler. I get yeah. it. Um, so yeah, just like we're, the things we're working on right now are place, sit down, trying to just get her to stay on place. Um, and then another walk, more little training, more working for her food, throw it in the grass or put it in like a rag. Um, that's kind of where, you know, we've only had her a week, so we yep. still are trying to figure out what the hell we're even supposed to be doing with her. The um, challenge, sorry, the challenge starts to come at night. Yeah. When, cause I, one of the things, one of the questions, you don't have to answer this now, obviously, but uh, what should the crate schedule be like? Because we see if we put her back in the crate, when she starts getting kind of frenzied, it's helpful. But then at night, she almost just is frenzied after 10 minutes. Cause I think she's tired. And so she paces, we bought a pen um a big metal pen and we bought so much stupid stuff but we bought a pen so that she can hang out with us upstairs we've done tethering um just to try and get her comfortable being comfortable because we're working all day and then at night it's like we obviously want to make sure the dog's a good dog and take care of her but it's like give us an hour please that we can just sit and watch tv but even in the pen like she paces and she kind of gets fixated on the pacing and that concerns me because that's what the Malinois did that I had to try and break. And that's what this last dog did. We just got very fixated and that did. And again, I don't know if this is right or not, but that scared me because that was behavior I had seen that had really turned into negative behavior. So it's like, how do we stop the fixating? Are we, what are we doing wrong in the nighttime? Yeah. So I'll kind of give you a, a brief rundown of some things that I think you guys should be implementing. And and really, whenever you get a new dog, especially a high energy working line dog, and you know, that can go from sure a Malinois, Dutchie to Border Collie to Australian Shepherd to, you know, any hound mix. I mean, there's so many flavors of working lines. So it really what it comes down to is it's like a split in the road where oftentimes people will will set up the dog with all the right things but they don't they don't carry it out so they'll get the crate they'll get the x pen they'll get the leashes they'll get the you know they'll get everything right but there's two different things to that is like you can go out and get all the tools you want to build a house but if you don't put it together then you you know you got a fancy garage so I'll, I'll help walk you through that process because that's a really important thing and that's that's that is the uh, a confusing thing and kind of frustrating thing when you get a dog is you're, there's so much content out there and there's so much information and it's overwhelming with what you have to do and what you should do, what you should never do. And it's like, you don't want to make a mistake and it's, everybody's contradicting each other. It's this whole thing. So for me, uh, you know, I have, I have, I have a Malinois, I have a Dutchie, I have worked with lots of working dogs before. And so I understand what they need and what they're going through. And the real thing is 
So you guys, just to kind of step back a little bit. So after you guys had gotten or rehomed the Dutch Shepherd, the breeder was like, let me get you something else. And this is the four-month-old Zelda that's a, a German Shepherd Dutchie mix that you've had for a week, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we waited probably two months in between because after dropping him off, I was like, I don't know if I ever want to get another dog again. And it wasn't because of him necessarily because I actually loved him. It sucked. It, it was really sad. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm getting sad thinking about it now. It was really sad. And then after a while, Biscuit, our chihuahua, just needs a friend. The 17-year-old is a lump, and they kind of like each other, but he's, he's too old to play. Like, he's just, he's 17. And so she just really needed a friend. And I think maybe we got a little skewed because our Malinois and her, when she was a puppy, they played. It was the most gentle. It was, like, video-worthy. It was awesome. They played so well. So I think we might have bad expectations. I don't know. But we wanted to get her a friend. And so when she called back, she said, I've met the entire litter. The breeder owes me a favor. And this was kind of an oopsie litter anyway. They did not intend to breed them. And she said, I did the tea stick or whatever it's called, you know, trying to judge for prey drive. And she's like, I really think this could be a good fit. So that's how we landed on Zelda. So we went back to South Carolina and picked her up a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any time that you get any shepherd or, or any duchy in, in a dog is they're gonna they're gonna have high energy and, and that doesn't that that only means is you just have to be a little bit more strategic you know they're not good pets they're they're good dogs to work with and so the difference would be if you want a dog to just sleep on the couch and put their head up when you come home and they're excited to go for walks those are pets working dogs as you know yep. and as you're already doing they they require you know a lot of work and so so I think everything that you're doing sounds good. I would just make a couple tweaks. Uh, the the f- um, fixation and pacing at the at, in the evening is is something dogs will do when they when they they don't really know what else to do or they can't they can't outlet something mentally. So there's there's two different mm-hmm. engines in in most dogs. The first engine is the mental, and then the physical. And so the physical is is really difficult and the mental is a lot a lot easier to exert um so you just have to get creative so what you guys are doing right now are is good i would just recommend also maybe instead of are you guys crate training her at night or crating her all the way through the night or are you putting her into the pen for the night no she sleeps in the crate through the night okay and the pacing is happening in the x in the pen or both yeah Uh uh-huh Okay. In the, just in the pen. She, she'll she whine and cry a little bit in the crate, but it doesn't last very long. And it's not, it's she like, once, it's once a day kind of thing. Yeah, she likes the crate. We've made it fun for her. I mean, we watched literally a million of your videos. So it's like, <laughs> we did all that and it made it fun for her. So now when she's going to the crate, she's like, okay, this is Kong time with yogurt. Cool. And then she'll go to sleep. It's more at night when there's like the 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. window or 10 p.m. window. And we bought the pen thinking that would be better for her than being tethered up. Yeah. Um, most of the time we sit on the floor with her and we pl- kind of have her leashed and have her playing with toys and things like that. But it's like when we needed a break, I thought it would be a good idea. And she just hates it. So we haven't done it the last few nights. Yeah. Yeah. Just just be mindful of any expectations and routines you guys start to create could backfire on you. So if you put her into the pen and then every time you put her in the pen, 
you start playing with her with something or you start doing something with her, she's going to have that expectation of, of what you want to do. And so sometimes dogs like, you know, if you crate them and then you, you, you pay, you give them their food, you know, they're going to sit in the crate and expect food. They're going to salivate. They're going to be excited for food because that's the expectation. And I know you've only had her for a week, so it's hard to say what routines and expectations she's already caught on, but she's smart enough to where she's going to say, okay, this means that. So you just have to be mindful of that, uh, that when you put her in there and you start to do stuff, that's where maybe some of the anticipatory pacing can happen. Like, oh, we're in here. I'm waiting for this to happen. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it's better to just put her in and then you guys will have to act the way that you want her to act. If you're like, you put her in there and then you just completely ignore her, she's going to, there's also something that I should mention that right now, because of her age, a lot of the, uh, what we call witching hour type behaviors, it'll happen with puppies, but it'll also help happen with like, uh, senior dogs. Um, they get this like crazy witching hour where they can't sleep or they toss and turn and they pace and they circle. And it's like, it happens with puppies and seniors. And so that, that, if that's what that is, where the dog's kind of going into this overly tired, I want to stay up, but I don't know what to do type thing. Like kids, that uh, you just have to like let that play out a little bit, but also just be mindful of any routines that you start with the dog. You put them into the X pen and then you play or you do a game or something. That's what that anticipation might be. So just be mindful of that. You know, as you guys are moving forward, don't try to build any anticipation unless you do want to do something with her because then she'll just sit there and wait for those things mm. to happen. Just little things. Cause so Tom, yeah, go ahead. Breast tacks on that. Like, obviously you're not going to hurt our feelings here. Is the pen even worth it? You know, our goal was to try and just get a little bit of separation at night and have her understand that it's okay to hang out and there's toys in there, but like, is that even worth it? Is it something, is she too young? Should we just get rid of it? I love the pen. I love the pen. I think that that's a great idea. But the only problem is, is some dogs, especially working dogs, and it's hard to say, like, you know, to be honest, whenever you're dealing with a breeder that's like, oh, well, I got this other dog and we can do this other thing. And it was an accidental. We don't, we didn't want these guys to breed, but they did anyway. And so here's this dog. And it's like, you just, my point is, is you don't know how much work is in the head. You don't know how much ticker needs to be unticked. And so it's not in a negative way of like, you know, hey, we, this dog is not going to be bred well. It's more about, okay, well, this, this dog might need more work than the Malinois, or it might have less prey drive because that's basically what had happened with the other, or the Dutchie. Sorry. When you got the Dutchie, it, it could have just been too much prey drive. The dog started getting more serious with work. And then all of a sudden it turned into too much fixation, too much predatorial. Okay. This isn't safe, but that's it. yeah, it, it still could have, um, I, I guess she, uh, Zelda could still have a lot of that drive, if not potentially more, just less prey drive, more play. Mm-hmm. Um, so my point is, is you, you just have to look at the way that the dog develops and, and, and also the X pen. Let me just go over the two things. The X pen is great for what you already said. Hey, I want to put my dog in here while I go, uh, watch TV or take a shower or fold laundry or, um, whatever you want to do, but I don't necessarily want to put my dog into the crate. So you want to have this happy medium area. We definitely can't leave the dog unattended because that's not safe for anybody or, or anything. 
you know, so I think the X pin is great. You just have to monitor the behavior of the dog as they're going through these different environmental things. Like you put your dog into the X pen and you're getting habitual, unhealthy pacing, um, whatever then, but you also have to remember, okay, why could that be happening again? It could have been the anticipatory thing. It could just be the dog dog's behavior, right? This is how, that's how working dogs are. Um, they shark, they just sit there and shark and shark and shark and shark because they have nothing else to do. So sometimes it's better to put the dog into the crate because they have less freedom. So instead of pacing, they'll just go into a crate, realize they can't pace and lay down and sleep. So you just have to, you have to bounce between these things. And a lot of like how I teach, you guys watch my videos, you know, it's very discretionary. I mean, there's only a couple things that I'll say never do X, Y, and Z, but for the most part, I'm just giving you guys a roadmap and guidelines. And as you're developing, you just got to think of these things. Okay. She's pacing an awful lot. Let's see if we put her into the crate and if she just lays down and sleeps, then that means maybe you should crate her instead of giving her the X pen at that moment. Because sometimes if you just give them that freedom, it's like putting um, it's like putting a baby into their room and not in their crib. It's like if we put them into the crib, they got nothing really to do. They're probably just going to lay down and sleep. But if we put them in their room, they have all these toys and all these extra free. It's too much freedom. There's too much going on. They can. So if you have, so you just have to predicate uh, what you do on what your goals are. If you just want to put your puppy in the X pen so you guys can get shit done and she just paces, who cares? That's not unhealthy. She's just hamster wheeling. I'd really, you know, she's a shark in a tank. She's like, I'd really like, this is a small area for me. I want to go run, but you're like, (laughs) you know, you're like, well, you're going to go get into stuff. So you just have to make your decisions off of what your goals are. So you do, you do want to watch her behavior. You want to be mindful of what, uh, things you're creating, what habits you may be creating, but you have to understand she's a working line, four month old dog and so if you put her into a smaller area naturally she's going to just do this because she's got she's not a lab she's not going to go in there and just take a nap while you guys are doing whatever yeah so you just have to kind of ask yourself what your goals are and if you're like i just want her to be safe not get into anything so you can cook dinner that's fine that's totally fine and if she paces it's better than her chewing the cabinet or whatever yeah does that make sense okay yeah so two questions um so maybe i messed up because the last couple of nights i've tried i've like you know given her food in a towel in the crate or i've hung out with her in the crate or in the pen rather to try and associate like positive association is that should i stop doing that (laughs) It's, I don't, it's hard for me to say because I, um, I don't know what your, what, what are your goals? Like, do you not want her to pace? Do you not want her to get excited to be in there? So you just have to, you know, that's, that's what you have to really think about because if you go in there and you can do all that stuff, like there's nothing wrong with associating the X pen with, Hey, when you go in here, there's going to be fun stuff happening like you did with the crate. Um, but I think with that, just that much freedom, it's, it's a middle area for her. She's like, she's not contained enough to lay down and sleep in a crate because there's too much freedom and she doesn't have enough freedom to, 
run around. She just kind of is in this middle ground area. So I don't think you getting in there and hanging out with her and being with her is wrong. I'm just putting it out there that dogs like this are, and, and most dogs are, they're um, very keen on routines. They pick up on the on these things really easily. I don't think it would make a difference personally, in my opinion, if, if you went in there and played with her a couple times and or if you put her in there, I think she would have done the same thing. Some people just get over the top with stuff, so they'll put the dog in maybe an X-Pen and they do this whole like crazy thing and it's like too stimulating and now the dog just assumes like when they go into the X-Pen it's going to be this stimulating thing. So I don't think you going in there and being with her and helping her feel more comfortable in that area is a bad thing. You just kind of have to watch how she reacts. If you go in there with her Mm -hmm. and she gets like excited and animated and jumpy and like this is the place that mom and I play or um run around or those are that's where you have to go okay and that's your kind of parenting discretion if you get into a situation and she's starting to do things you don't like or she's starting to you know ramp things up because of what you did you just have to go oh that was a bad idea i won't i won't do that again because you and and that as you walk through owning this dog whatever things that you guys do as dog owners that make her do things you don't like you just turn it off or turn it way down. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is with a dog like this is you just have to, because as she gets older, she'll, she'll go, you know, quick, you know, like your old Malinois or like the Dutchie did, she'll go zero to a hundred really quick. So when you go in there and you do one thing and she goes, Doop, and you're like, ah, shit, that was too much. You just have to audit that on your end. There is no, from my end, like I said, there's very few things in the dog world that I will say never and absolutely and always. It's just your li- like you guys work from home. So you you guys have such a better opportunity or a more flexible opportunity to develop a dog differently than if somebody literally had to leave at 8.30 and get back home at 4.35 o'clock. They have very... Yeah very little opportunities to do a quarter of the stuff that you guys get to do, which is nice. So whenever you guys get into a situation, you put her into the X pen and she starts to do something you don't like. You have to remind yourself, Oh, did I do that? Was I the cause Mm -hmm. of this bad behavior? And if you are, then you have to just go the opposite end, put her in there, ignore her completely and walk away and don't say anything. Just let her know, like, this is your little holding area so you're safe. And that's really what the X-Pen is, is it's good for potty training because you know where they're going to be. They're not going to go pee and poop behind the couch and you're going to find it six months later. It's good for puppies because you're like, I don't want to put you in the crate because it's just not time for crate. You know, you you've, you you need to be out for longer and we're home and so you can. And so the X-Pen is just this safe loading area. And if she decides well, I got too much going on in my head and this is how I'm going to wear that like a tiger in a zoo, then that's also some information for you guys that, you know what, we worked her doing these exercises, but we put her in the X-Pen and she still got a lot of energy. So that also tells you guys something that maybe you should switch how you're exercising her mentally because what you would want her to do at this age is go in there, do a couple circles and lie down. That would be great. Yeah. So that also tells you too that you could probably do more mental stimulation with her because 
That's all. Right. That's all you like. My, my, I have a duchy right now, and she's a Malinois duchy. That's all really they are in the states. And she, she just kind of she tore her cruciate. She's eight. She told you so. I have to be mindful of like I can't run her too much, but I she's she's gonna lose her mind if I don't do something with her. So I'll do longer walks in the neighborhood at a slower pace. And so I have to adjust her mental and physical exercise off of what she can do comfortably. And so you guys kinda have to do the same thing is if you put her into the X pen and she's sitting there just doing this the whole time, you're like, Maybe that wasn't what we just did was effective enough either. So just think food for thought. Yeah. So thinking about nighttime's um, brain activities, basically, because we stop, we try and finish feeding her by six. So, you know, I've read like three hours before bedtime is okay, but we usually go to bed at like 10 or 11 and I don't want to wake up to shit in the crate. So what kinds of things would you recommend doing with her at night that don't necessarily involve food? Easy. Um, same things you would do with food, just do it with objects. So a rag, a tug toy, a ball, a rope, um, anything, you know, but that's the benefit of having a working dog is you can get her just as motivated with an item than you can with food. Food's just easier. It's more yeah. natural. So you would do, the, again, when you're trying to work a dog mentally and release that, brain of puppy and working you just have to get them to you have to test them you have to make them think you have to make sure that they are getting tested and if what you're doing is either too redundant or too easy for them or too repetitive they're never thinking they're they're doing the same thing sitting down robotically okay sit down stay Mm -hmm. break okay so you just have to make sure that you're testing the dog uh and that will really help when you when you then put her into the x-pen she has more, uh, she's kind of drained more energy. And so you just have to get creative with what that looks like. I go over this a lot in my Kickstarter course about thresholds. And so really good way to, mm-hmm. te- a really good way to test dogs is with thresholds. And that could be releasing to an item, searching for an item, making the dog stay, um, going outdoors, going out kennels, going out anything. And the dog just have to, has to cue off of you. And that's really because they're thinking so hard. So let's say you got a squeaker toy or ball, whatever. You got it. You say, Zelda, sit. She goes into a sit and you throw it in front of her. She's going to go, oh, that's mine. And then you're going to work on that. You're going to know it's not yours until I release mm-hmm. you. And she's going to be frustrated. She's going to be thinking. She's. But that's the point is you want your dog to problem solve. So once a dog is good at obedience, they're no longer thinking really. They're just going through a routine like you or I would, like something that you do every single day, you know, you're not thinking about it. You're not getting tested. It'd be like getting into your car and putting on your seatbelt. You're not thinking about anything. It's just so muscle memory that that's what you do. So what you have to do is you have to change it up and it's not hard and and it's not overwhelming. It's very easy to change up your routines and or your obedience, um, uh, I guess, thresholds with your dog. And that way you can get her to really think. Um, So that's what I would do is be doing uh, a combination of things. I know that you said that she has stay, you're working on place, but she you're working on heel, you're working on some other things. But some really easy mm-hmm. things to do is just uh, longer. So put her into a sit and then throw that thing out and then make sure you're holding that sit. 
And then what you would do is you would break her to the item. You'd play with her. You'd work on out. And then and then you'd do it again. So you'd do sit, throw the item, and then recall her towards you. So she's going to be queuing up on like the next thing that's going to come out of your mouth is a release to that toy. And you're going to say, Zelda, come. And she has to recall to you instead of get that. And then maybe you put her into another sit. And then maybe you place her. And so you're doing this aerobics in her head and you're making her work. And I think the most important thing with getting a dog to work is making them think through challenges. So just stay out of your routine and make your dog think. And that's where she's going to be cooking up here. But if you're doing the same shit over and over again, that's why she's never going to she's never going to release anything because she already knows she's smart. She's already a step ahead of you. She knows exactly. Okay. Boom, 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 break. She's never, she, she didn't work at all. It'd be like if, if I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go work out. And I literally walked to get the mail and came back in. Like that was tough. Like, no, it wasn't. (laughs) No, it wasn't. You didn't work out. You didn't do anything mentally. You didn't do anything physically. Nothing was gained there. That was too easy. Right. So it's the same thing with dogs, yeah. particularly a four-month-old Dutchy mix, you know. So those are things too. Just be mindful, you know. Like whenever pe- I hear people say my dog runs away, I'm like, happy dogs don't run away, you know. But and I don't want to say to you <laughs> that a t- you know uh, a tired dog never paces because that's where I was going with that. Because working dogs do have a habit of just sharking and and so you just have to watch it too because as long as the dog isn't fixating negatively or uh whining and and starting to bark and it becomes this problem for me the first thing well, I would, that is where she'll go okay it will go there yeah if left unattended it will go there so so okay perfect that's where and is that i i did get um one of those videos i did see her kind of pacing in the um in the thing there is that that video? Yeah, that's like, yes, but that's like super low after she'd been doing it for 20 minutes That and then she finally quit. Okay. Yeah, because that's the other thing too is, and I'm watching it again here. That's the other thing too is like you just, you guys are, it's hard as a, as a dog owner at this age with this breed because some of it is like, you know, again, like I have a one and a half year old human and it's like when he gets overly tired and cries, there's just there's just nothing you can do. It's like, you you just, you can't, you can't do anything. They're just, they're just like done. The only thing you yeah. can do is just wait for them to fall asleep. And so I guess my point is, is with, with dogs like this at this age, and I'm watching the video, it's, it's something that you can work on. But like you said, if, if you also be, you guys haven't really pushed the envelope too much because this dog is at four months, you've had the dog for a week. Because the other thing that you could do too is you don't know some of the habits that this dog had created with somebody else necessarily. So mm-hmm. let's say you put her into an X pen. She starts whining every time. That, and I don't, you don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But you also have to build this kind of like tough love muscle as well where you're like that behavior doesn't get you what you want. And it may have maybe somewhere else. I, I don't know. But those are things too yeah. is sometimes dogs will be like, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more. Like a kid going down to bed when the family's out sitting by the movie or whatever, like they just want more, but you're like, yeah, but you're, you're a puppy and no, you just got to sleep. You you know, you got to relax. And so that's the other thing too, is just kind of build that out. 
meaning let the whining happen for a little bit and see if that threshold gets better. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to reinforce anything, as you know. Um, that's very common kind of dog stuff. So just make sure that you're not going over, hey, it's okay. Um, you know, we're right here. What's wrong? Do you need? We don't do any comforting. Yeah. <laughs> no good. comforting. Good. No comfort in this house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, no, that's good because obviously, you know, and, and I say I say that because that is common, like you know, dog owner knowledge. But you just you never know. So when you're when you're doing this too, is like you know, I'm watching the spinning of, of like again, like if you can, you got like kind of a checklist of things. And you, you, that's what I do anyway, when I'm working with dogs is I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, did we do men- enough mental stimulation and physical stimulation? It's like, yeah, okay, good. Okay. Is the dog um, just jealous because the dog wants to get out? You got to kind of go through these things. And then the other thing is, is like, it, sometimes there's like this front load front end of the dogs in there, it takes 10 minutes, and then they're relaxed. And you're like, Oh, just wait 10 minutes. And then that 10 minutes turns to eight. And then the eight minutes turns to, you know, but the other thing you could do too is um, do what you do in the crate, Get, keep her keep her busy, give her a lick mat, give her a little bone, give her something frozen to work on. And then she'll sit there and work on it. And then boom, she's done. And that's something that you can do too. As she gets older, it's going to get easier for many reasons. But one of the reasons is, is because you can counter some of her like, Hey, I don't want to be in here because that's just how dogs are. They'd rather be on the other side, chewing shit up with obedience. So you could do things like Zelda, go to your bed downstay. Cause that's what mm-hmm. we're, I mean, my dog's the same way, Lakota, like even right now we have family over it's holiday time. People are over coming and going. It's an exciting thing. And she's just, you know, her tail is whacking everything off the table and you know, it's just, you can't stop that. Right. She's not misbehaving. She's just being a dog. And sometimes humans and dogs don't mix that well because they're animals and there's people. And so naturally they're over there, they're sniffing cookies off the ground. They're knocking drinks off the thing with their table because they're excited, not because they're misbehaving. So your place and stay is going to be really helpful for that as well. So you say Zelda place, Mm -hmm. she goes to her place. You say stay, you know, those are things as well right now that you don't have because a, you've had her for a week and B because you're still working on these things. But those are things too. She's in the X pen. She's like, hey, I'm, I, I, hey, but I want to be out too. But I, I see Biscuit out, and and you guys are over there, and I, I want to. And you're like, okay, I get it, right? This makes sense. It's not like, why is this four month old yeah. Dutch Shepherd mix pacing? This is weird. No, it's not. So once, <laughs> <laughs> once you have that ability to just say, Zelda, go to your bed, downstay. That that's what's going to ground her too, because sometimes dogs mm-hmm. just do this involuntary. This is how I'm wearing my energy, right? She's just pacing physically. Burp, burp, mm-hmm. burp. She might start whining. Hey, I want to, but yeah. And, and then you say place and then do, 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 down, boop, stay. And then she just sits there. She's like, well, I can't pace and, I, and I'm not going to whine. And then maybe she'll just boop, lay down and fall asleep. So, so would you say working? Cause we have, you know, we have a bed that we've I've just been kind of moving around the house because we do like when we're cooking we tether her to a door when I'm in my bathroom I'm getting ready I tether her just to keep her out of the way and not in her pen um I guess one is that okay 
she seems she'll rest when she's tied to a door. The tether's easier than the pen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's less freedom. Makes sense. Yeah. That's what I was saying before is when you give a dog that much freedom. I mean, it's the same thing with like a whale. You give a whale like a small thing, they're going to be there. If you give them an ocean, they're going to be all over. So it's the same exact thing. There's less freedom. So, I, I you know... I'm really big on what works for you guys because the way that I train my dogs is going to be different from the way you guys train your dogs with your life. Big difference, you know? And so okay. it's really like if you guys are doing something and it's working, I would go with that. Unless you're st- – I mean it's okay to ask questions to say like is it okay? And I'm like, well, is it working? It's like, yeah. So go. It's, then it's okay. So is there alternatives? Sure. But you're, you're – again, like your guys' lifestyle is – I'm not going to give you things that don't fit your lifestyle because A, you're going to go, okay, sure, Tom. And then B, it's not going to work for you. So in the future, because I know where you were going with this, in the future, having that just with even without the place, just a nice downstay to say like, this is what you're doing. But as she gets older, she's going to be not in this puppy mode where you do have to tether her to everything and you have to watch everything. She's just going to become like your Malinois you had before where she knows she's not supposed to do these things and therefore when you walk in the other room you're not worrying about that she's just yeah even if you had her since a puppy she's still four months so she's still yeah going through puppyhood so again working on your basics your basic obedience is your communication lifeline with your dog it's your ability to talk are you hungry are you thirsty are you can you stay here can you do this can you do that that's your ability to communicate like if we couldn't communicate to humans it would be very very difficult for us to make each other happy and safe and all of that like we just couldn't like my son he can't speak but he can tell us when he's hungry he can so it's the same thing that I'm going through too and it's the same thing with you guys like the more you develop your ability to say Zelda go to play down stay and then you can go and get ready in, in the in the bathroom and she's still in the down stay good job break boom so you so right now you don't have the skill sets to achieve the goals that you're going to be able to do in the future and right now you're basically um band like bandaging over like what you can and can't do and so don't think about this long term don't think like well when I'm getting ready or whatever I'd have to tether her but that's only because she doesn't have the skill sets to do anything else yeah and you should be working on those in tandem okay we have 10 minutes which oh let me look at my list Tom because no I know worries. we're running out of time no you're good <laughs> um, um, covered a lot of it yeah so one of our big okay so real quick I was going to ask about bringing the the place mat to her pen or does that matter? Great question. Great question. And you guys will have an extra five minutes if you do. I mean, I'll, I'll you know, I was five minutes oh, yeah. late. So if you guys have it, we'll, we'll go past that. So I would just I have say, like three hours, Tom. Okay, <laughs> cool. So I would just say like, for me, the place is your, the command place is to teach a dog to go to a target and you choose that target. And if you do it the way that I do it, then you'll be able to basically point at something and the dog will go, okay, that's my target. And it could be a suitcase, it could be a bowl, it could be a towel, it could be anything. 
something other than the ground. Okay. So again, the uh, I have the Kickstarter course that kind of goes over all this stuff that I think will be really helpful for you. It goes over like the we six. Watched we watched it. it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that's watched it. that's. I the... wish we had a lab after watching that. Yeah, yeah I, I know. We had a lab. Easy, <laughs> easy. So so that that kind of goes over like the place and and what that involves. But when you do the place command, it you just teach the dog, hey, I want you to go here. Good job. And then you teach it to another thing. And then you bring those things together. And so your place can be universal, meaning you can have a place in the X-Pen. You can have a place in your living room. You can have a place anywhere. Or you're in your bathroom okay. and you have a like one of those mats. Like when you get out of the shower, you could place on that. I mean, you can – or, again, if you have a good downstay, the place is good to just say, go there. It's like – just get out from underneath me right now and stay right there. But alternatively for you guys, when you're working on, hey, don't make mistakes around the house, you can also just say, I want you to down and stay right here so I can keep an eye. Okay. Okay. Um, with create schedule. Yeah, create schedule. We She's in there. We do probably three to four two-hour naps two-hour crates a day. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right for her age? I mean, it seems fine, but I don't know. If she's fine with it, then yeah. Uh, if she's like taking the nap, but again, yeah. Yeah. but again, yes. you guys have to, it, it um, if you are crating her often, right? So let's, let's just put it this way. Let's say she has 10 hours of awake time whatever, 10 hours where she's got to be up mm -hmm. doing something, whatever that is, okay? And if you're crating her throughout the day, and at the end of the day, you still have well, three hours on the clock, and you put her into the X-Pen, and she's just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So it's like you have to be mindful of these things as well. And again, I, I, I don't mean to be annoying with this. It's the same thing with my son is like if we don't – do those naps, we pay for it. We, we, if we know like, mm -hmm. okay, we're screwed at the end of the day. You know, it's the same thing with dogs. Like if you're crating your dog for a long period of time throughout the day, at the end of the day, they, they have more in their tank because you've allocated that. So I'm not saying, yeah. so just be, if she's going in the crate and she's sleeping for those, you know, one to two hours and it's good, then it's good. But you have to remember is you're charging her. It's like a battery. You're charging her. Mm -hmm. Put her in the crate, let her relax. She comes out, she's fully charged. So if you're doing that all day long, it could be, you know, at the end of the day, that's why she's so like, hey, 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 hey. And you're like, well, she's, yeah, she's worked all day, but you've charged, you've brought her to full charge all day as well. So if you can maybe, it, it, I don't, it doesn't sound wrong. As long as she's going in there and she's, doing fine with like resting you're fine but the only potential downside to that is <clears throat> is you're bringing her up to full charge at seven o'clock at night and then at yeah. 8 30 you're like okay time for bed she's like i'm ready to rock you, you just you just charged me up yeah yeah okay um well another question so biscuit the chihuahua mm -hmm. she seems to be holding her own okay are there ways we can help them other than like walking them together to be better for i know not every dog is ever going to get along but i am they better get along so <laughs> what are some other ways we can help them to be friends or help like advocate for biscuit 
Zelda mm-hmm. not running her over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Uh, I think they're getting along great just by their buddies. They're already buddies um, from the videos you've sent me. They're they're getting along like gangbusters. Um, you're just you'll have to. So you're already doing good. You're already you're that's fine. It's not like um, that's. I don't think that that's going to change. The only thing is that I'll speak about is um, you. You know, you have to advocate for Biscuit being such a small dog. Meaning, once Zelda gets a little too physical, and obviously she's going to get twice as big as she is now, you have to be able to say, "Hey, Zelda, knock it off!" Like, but again, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Dogs don't speak English, so if you say you're you're too much, they'll go, "Okay, recall, place, leave it, all those things." So if you can extract okay. her, it'd be Zelda, come, because she's getting too rough. You can see Biscuit like, rawr, rawr, "Get out of here! I'm done! I'm over it!" But then Zelda's like. Yeah. Well, good, because I'm a one-year-old shepherd, and I want to play, and I don't care if you don't want to play. So yep. your obedience comes in. It's Because that's the, th- that's the thing as a dog trainer that we get often. You call, and you say, hey, my, my one-year-old working dog won't leave my other dog alone, and it's all play, but it's so annoying. And I'm like, there's nothing you can ever do. They're not, you're not going to change that. You can't tell a fish not to swim. If they want to play, they're going to play. The only thing that you mm-hmm. can do is advocate for the situation by having good control. So you can't change the personality of the dog, but you can change what their behavior is. So Zelda's play, 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 squashing with the paws the whole nine, and you can tell Biscuit's like, I'm done, especially as they mature, then that would be Zelda come, place, stay, done. But you may be thinking, wow, well, we don't have that. Well, you have to have that because (laughs) because I don't care. You know, this is something that we deal with all the time as trainers, unfortunately. And my job is to educate like you're not going to find a trainer out there that's like, oh, I'll stop that ethically anyway. You know, it's not going to stop their friends, their dogs. They're going to play. They live with each other. They got nothing else to do. Um, But when you need to step in and say, okay, this is enough. Yeah, you can go in and grab her collar and bring her away, but it, you need to be able to say, Zelda, go to your bed. It's enough. And then Biscuit's going to run off. Zelda's going to go to her bed. You're going to stay. So your control okay. with your obedience is the biggest thing because you're not going to get them not to play and rough house and have a good time. Yeah, we want, them to, yeah we want them, we want to, them to play. It's just the yep. boundaries that we're trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, because at night when Zelda is in that like exactly. witching hour mode, she gets not a she's not aggressive but she's just like i need something to yep. destroy and it might be biscuit um yep. and biscuit and our old malinois i mean they were homies they played all day every day biscuit was inside of his mouth the entire day and i was like this is awesome because they were both tired but now it's not you know Zelda's a puppy she doesn't know yep well it looks good so far and, and you got to remember like don't be so hard on yourself either because you're a weekend like you're a weekend. You guys are already I doing know. all the right. <laughs> you guys are already doing all the right things. Like you're doing. You're you're educating yourself. You're you're watching videos and how to get better. You're taking courses. You're signing up for consulting things with me. I mean, you're you guys are already doing all the good things. You're you know everyone else. What happens is they don't do that. They wait a year and there's catastrophic problems. And I'm like, well, you, yeah. now you just have to rehome because you didn't do anything right, and it's a disaster. So you just have to remember that too. Is like, you guys are only a week in. Even if you were a month in, I would say, hey, you're only a month in. Like, let they the videos that you sent, they look great. They look like they're 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 gonna be fine. 
Um, and you got to look from like Biscuit's point of view. It's like, she's probably like, what the, where did that other crazy dog go? And now we got yeah. another, <laughs> now we got another crazy dog in. And so she's probably trying to figure, and, and of course, like, it looks like Zelda's like, hey, you're my buddy now. And Biscuit's like, who are you? And so mm-hmm. you have to just naturally like let them acclimate as well. Again, it's not, again, you go to the playground, you're like, hey, you two kids play. It's like, okay, that doesn't work like that, you know, or dating. Yeah. You're like, hey, you guys date. It's like, I, I got to get to know the person first. So as they're developing with each other, that'll continue. Those boundaries will be set by one another. But again, like the more control over you have with, you know, big sister in this case, like, mm-hmm. you know, Biscuit's a small dog, obviously, and, and you, you that's your responsibility is – Mm-hmm. you love biscuit biscuits your dog but it's your responsibility to make sure when you bring in this hundred plus pound working line balls to the wall dog you have to have control over that dog because if you don't you're failing biscuit and because biscuits looking yeah. at you guys like um can you help me and you're like i don't have any control over this dog like i say come yeah. i say leave it and the dog doesn't care so as you guys are continuing to develop your relationship with your dog that'll naturally kind of sift out. But you just have to remember, you know, I talk about this in the um, the uh, Kickstarter course as well. Like what you say to your dog has to matter. Like you have to have accountability. You have to make sure that when you say leave it or come or place or, or whatever, they do it. And it's not optional because that's where yeah. your relationship with a dog like this, you know, will start to not pan out. Okay, last question. When is it appropriate to introduce the e-collar? Um, so the e-collar is a reinforcement to pre-existing behaviors. So the e-collar yeah. is going to be introduced whenever the behaviors you want to introduce it with are known well. So okay. making sure that when you – like for an example, the two things that we – typically we'll introduce the remote caller to is recall and for place. So you need to be able okay. to, you need to be able to ha- have your arms to your side, look at your dog off leash and tell your dog to place. And then they do it and recalls the same thing dog come and they come to okay. you. Once you get to that point, then you can introduce the remote caller. So it's not so much of an age thing. It's really about what the dog can do. And typically the age and what the dog can do are, you know, hand in hand. So it's never for me, it's like, you know, I always say if I had a gun to my head, I would say six months, but you know, I, there's levels to it. Right. I mean, you got a really snappy, fast learning dog, motivated dog. You get a really skilled handler. You can do it earlier, but you, you have to remember that the e-collar is going to be introduced to pre-existing behaviors. So if you don't have anything, you know, in, on your, Rolodex of like what your dog can do, then you shouldn't be reaching out to the technology yet. You got to learn how to talk. Okay. Okay. I think that was all of my questions. Wow. We got them. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot. You've helped us out a lot on your videos. Sweet. uh, And I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It's, I appreciate that. You know, I was thinking about that last night, actually. I was like, 
it, some people like, you know, they say, it's, you know, when I'm, when I'm going out there and creating stuff and putting it out, it's, it's my job, you know, it's my, it's my career. And you know, I just got to remember like those little things that you guys, like, I, I don't, I, before this, I never knew you guys. I never knew what you were dealing with. And it's just so nice to hear that some of this stuff I've even put out like years ago that people are like digging into and it's helping. And so I appreciate that. And, and I'm glad that you guys are on the right path, but you know, don't be, don't be so hard on yourself. You're a weekend. You're doing all the right <laughs> stuff, um, and, and I think you guys will be just fine. And and you know, in the future, I'm always here. Um, I have a I have a more interactive program as well. So if you get a lot of people don't have access to trainers that they vibe with or make sense or you know whatever. So there's options. So you guys will be just fine. Just keep um, just really think about it when you're. You guys are asking all the right questions too, which is good. Some people ask me that questions about like the stuff that does i'm like that is so far away from where you guys are it's so unrealistic (laughs) so you guys are doing all the right stuff just remember when you're working with your dog like you guys are you guys are the dog trainers you know if you're in a situation and it's working double down on it if it's not working and it's you know if if, let's say you heard me in a video and i said hey put your dog into an x-pen and get in there with them and um do a little obedience whatever and you go in there and do that and it just fires your dog up to no end and you're like well that's what tom said and you know he does this for a just remember like everything that anybody says is really just um something that it's a suggestion try it if it works great and if it doesn't so you guys go through that path with your dog and just feel it out do the things that you're reading and watching and seeing and if it doesn't work scrap it and if it does work double down on it okay cool that's helpful all right you guys you've reached the end of the podcast and the first question comes from handsome shepherd five-star review hi tom i love your podcast you've helped me so much so many people through all the patients with us. I have a black German Shepherd male. He's six years old. His name is Clooney. He is friendly with all dogs and people. He's sensitive to fireworks and lightning. He is not He's not on medication, but I give him calming herbs twice a day. We get out in the morning and evening for about two hours each. Lately, there have been random fireworks for about two weeks at, the, at 2 a.m. Since he had reacted the same to the wind at night, it's, it is a light roar. It has a light roar. He won't settle. He won't sleep. Uh, when the fireworks go off, he looks around the room and will not enter. I thought it might pass. He is listening for it and predicting it's coming. Do you have any suggestions? What do you do to help reinforce it? He is fine when the morning comes. This is really tough, um, uh, Gene. You know, firework. This is one thing I actually talk about: resource guarding, fireworks, and thunder are things that it's it's just really tough to walk through unless you're there. But. Uh, I mean, keep, you know, it's really decent. A, the dog is just going to take some time for these things to get over. Uh, And then B, you're going to have to really just try to drown it out. Um, So that's something that we do with our dogs is if we hear thunder, um, that's where that happens. Uh, We we will turn on the, we will turn on the radio. We'll turn on the TV. We'll turn on Alexa. We'll turn on anything we can to kind of drown out the noise. Um, the other thing is just letting the dog sleep in an area, maybe in the basement that they're not going to hear these things. Um, you just have to really take what I'm saying and, and put it into your own life. That actually makes sense. Uh, you know, and, and if it comes to a point where these things are happening out of your control, obviously most of these things are, unless you can find the perpetrator of the fireworks and say, Hey, knock it off. 
um, which is not likely or realistic, then the most beneficial thing is is if your dog is, again, having a really hard time not being able to sleep, super stressed, uh, it's causing you not to sleep, then medication is probably the next option. But for me, it would be waiting to desensitize it, um, waiting for these things to go away, and then hopefully uh, it gets better. But again, like you have to look at the situation where for two weeks or two months or whatever it is, my dog is not coming into my room, is not sleeping, it's causing me not to sleep. I mean, you have to really think about how much um, stress and, and potential debt excuse me, damage it's causing in your life. And that's where like that conversation of some sort of medication will kick in. And I don't talk about medication a lot because medication is great. It is so life-changing for so many people and so many dogs. But the problem with medication is it's so overly dosed. You go to a vet with behavioral problems, they're going to get medication. You go to a behaviorist with behavioral problems, they will likely get medication. And so you got to realize that that is not their fault. That is not bad. That is their job. They are not trainers. They do not work with dogs on a regular basis with behavioral training. They analyze and they diagnose and they give you meds. So that's why I I tend to stay away. Anybody that comes in that's on meds, I'm usually like, this is not, the dog is not appropriately medicated. It doesn't, doesn't need to happen. And I've done that several times with so many dogs. So anyway, that's my answer. Hope it helps. Next one comes from Casvow. Episode 231 is the one I needed to hear, five-star review. It's exactly what me and my daughter needed to hear. Our dog is jumping up so much and hitting us in the face, and I wasn't sure what was going on. Thank you so much. Is there any way that you can send me the video of the correction too? It would be so great to be able to see it done so we can work with our dog too. So there's a video on jumping on my YouTube channel for the person who asked this, and it's called Stop Any Dog From Jumping Forever. Go to my YouTube Check it out. It's with me in London working with a really excited lab puppy. Check that out. Next one comes from Her 47 You've inspired me to help others. Five-star review. Hey, Tom, you really inspired me to help my family members with dogs that have reactivities or no obedience, such as aggression, jumping, no recall, biting, resource guarding, leash pulling. As an animal lover and someone who cares about my family dogs, I don't live with. How can I help or maybe improve their their dog's behaviors with With my lifestyle, it probably won't be consistent since everyone has different work schedules, but I do enjoy being around the dogs and family members' house so they are not under control whenever I, if they are not under control whenever I visit. So this is my next question. If I do start adding your sets of skills, adding your sets of skills to dogs, will it confuse them or make it effective if I'm the only one who's using? So if you're the only one, typically dogs will be like, okay, that's the person I need to listen to. It's just like with kids or just like with bosses. It's just like a relationship. If one person is doing all the work and enforcing these things and making these things happen, then that's how that's going to go. Um, If nobody else is doing it, then the dog isn't going to respond to anybody else because they're not trained with anybody else. So that's important. Um, so yeah, most of the time I don't even go to their houses anymore because the situation both owner and dogs live in. So what can I do to help them? You can't, you can't help anybody that doesn't want to be helped, period. That's just the way, unfortunately it goes. You have to instill the information to the dog owners in order for them to be successful and in order for them to live a life that you know, could be a lot healthier than it is. And if they choose not to do that, that's on them, unfortunately. There's nothing really you can do about that. So you just got to be mindful of that um, 
And yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it goes. Uh, okay, good question. I have, thank you for listening and watching. Next one comes from Lauren1804. I have a four-month-old German Shepherd listening to you has helped me so much. Your way of explaining is great. I'm finding a new groove in what we are doing, and I love listening to this on walks. Thank you for creating the No Bad Dog Army. Hey, thank you. All right, that'll be it for today. I'm going to get into more. We're running out of uh, questions, so if you guys are listening to this and you have a question, send them on over. Have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take a deep breath. Relax. Enjoy life. It's beautiful. It's a journey, not a destination, whatever that means. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.